You don't know because you lost your bones. You lost everything you had. Um, his balls wasn't feeling right. I mean, it's worth it to not get caught from murder. Anyway, skill horses uh, do not mesh with um, khaki pants. See, so these are where the questions come from. This yeah. is where it stems from. This is what makes it fun. Welcome back to Creepy Campfire, your source for all things strange, the unexplainable, the infamous, and the mysterious. Here are your hosts, Jordan and Ryan. Hey, Jordan. How's it going? I'm good. How are you, Ryan? Um, I'm making it now. Now that we went through an hour of technical difficulties, we were supposed to knock this one out pretty quick for you tonight. That was a little rough, but uh, but we're making it happen now. Yeah. At least. Yeah. I'm back from the Caribbean. I did not get captured or drowned or eaten by, eaten by a shark. Yeah, you had a good honeymoon? It was great. Good little belated honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Um, had lots of cool pictures. Yeah. We went on our, our second anniversary, Cassandra and I. Yeah, we should probably post a couple of those. Yeah, you should put some up on the, on the website. Yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Um, went snorkeling, got crazy sunburned, saw the Mayan Still ruins. Peeling. Still peeling. <laughs> Not as bad as Cassandra, though. Oh, man, she gets it the worst, though. Yeah, no, she, five minutes she in the sun. And, sun sponge. Yeah. I don't know how. You said you guys went through, like, how much sunscreen? Two and a half bottles. Well, like, like regular bottles or mm-hmm. cost- <laughs> like Costco? <laughs> no. And let me tell you, like, reef sunblock does not work. Reef? Not even a little bit. Not, 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 be- it's not a brand. It's reef safe. It's supposed to be specifically for, oh, yeah. is it more for the reef than for yes. you? Now, don't get me wrong. You should use it. It's better for the coral because normal sunblock will bleach and kill the coral. Oh. So you're supposed to use reef safe sunblock when you're going out in the ocean like that. Yeah. So we did. And we continually applied it on and it did nothing. And that was the day you guys burned the worst? Uh kind of. She said you guys had one day in like the shade and that was the day that it was that yes. she got the worst. Oh my lord. We were under a cabana. Like there was like a covering. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like kind of like it wasn't a fancy beach resort. But it was what you'd picture at a fancy beach resort mm-hmm. with, like, you know, the little four posts and with a nice little cover over it. Yeah. I had a waiter coming by to take our drinks. And we had, like, the nice lawn chairs to relax on under the shade. And in the shade, she got it the worst. How do you get it in the shade? It, I, like, beat down through fabric and stuff like that? Apparently. It's the only thing we can think That's of. That's crazy. But That's great, great. we're almost done peeling now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad you're back. Yeah. So we're back. Back at it. We appreciate you guys for being patient. Yeah. We wanted to get an episode up that would just kind of post while I was gone, but uh, life just didn't didn't provide for that. Had some packing to do. It happens. But we're back now. And what are we back to? Uh, this is your week, right? Yeah, this is my week. Okay. And I'm, I've been looking forward to this for a while, mm-hmm. and I found out about it way back when we did our Illinois Urban Legends episode. But I didn't want to do it too quickly after the Urban Legends episode, Mm -hmm. so that way we didn't just do Illinois things. Focusing too much on them. But it is the Murfreesboro Mud Monster. Murfreesboro Mud Monster? The Triple M. I'm assuming Murfreesboro is like a... Small town. Small town. Yeah. In uh, southern, I believe, Illinois. Okay. So... So, the Murfreesboro Mud Monster. I'm just going to call him the Mud Monster from Mm -hmm. here on because... I'm not trying to twist my tongue up like that. MBMM? MBMM? MMMB? No, just MMM. Because Murfreesboro is one 
Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm actually I was pretty surprised too with research on this because um, unlike finding like mm, kind of sketchy sources uh-huh. for this one, where it's just kind of online blogs and things like that. Not that those stuff can't be true, but it was cool because I found the, a local news article oh. from the Southern, and I found uh, an article actually that the New York Times did on the monster on the monster hmm. the cool. new york times yeah it's pretty cool so a little more legit right so if we sound a little different tonight it's because we're recording in the luxurious kitchen uh i'm sorry dining room of my house mm-hmm. because someone's pressure washing right outside of my garage hopefully it doesn't throw the sound off too much guys yeah. sorry but it's making for some funny interactions because i'm having to like crouch down to meet the microphone yeah, we're both kind of like slumping over here and making some weird eye contact up in here <laughs> but let's get into the, mo- the, the monster do for you guys before i start on this i want to take a short break because you guys know we always like to tell you about other podcasts mm-hmm. that we enjoy uh we know we're not the only one you listen to, listen to and we listen to other shows as well so we got in contact with another show so we uh, we have a little promotion that we should, we'd like to give you from the Blurry Photos podcast. Uh, another good paranormal show I definitely would recommend uh, from a fellow podcaster from my hometown of Lexington, Kentucky. So with that, I'll let him tell you. An old wine cabinet said to be possessed by a demon which invokes nightmares and physical harm. An island full of giant rabbits said to appear once every seven years off the coast of Ireland. A rural family that in the dead of winter walked one by one into their barn, but never walked out. The world is full of fascinating mysteries, and the Blurry Photos podcast sheds light on the darkest corners of the unknown. With a new storytelling-focused format, Blurry Photos brings legends to life and examines if there's any fact behind the supposed fictions. Join me, David Flora, as I explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored on the Blurry Photos podcast. And we're back. You guys might hear a meow or two. Uh, Oh, yes. Ryan, that's just DJ's (laughs) DJ's cat, Ryan. Ryan's cat, DJ. Yeah, it's not me meowing in the mic. Good God. Guest appearance. We'll, We'll just make him the next guest host. Yeah. If we can make it through without him scratching us to death. Oh, man. <laughs> He's not mean. He's just a little sassy. Mm-hmm. No, DJ, DJ is sassy for sure. A couple other He's things. Got a, He's got a little toot. So let's talk about the, the mud monster. Hey, everybody. Just Ryan coming back here for a second to let you know I messed this up from the start and said that this happened in 1925. We corrected later in the show, but I just figured I'd let you know from the start so to eliminate any confusion. So... This occurrence happened on June 25th of 1973. A couple by the name of Randy Needham and Judy Johnson were parked out near a boat ramp at Riverside Park. They snuck out around midnight and were parking. And that's as deep as we're going to go on this podcast. They were parking? They were parking. (laughs) And I've I've read uh, kind of conflicting things about this couple that I couldn't necessarily narrow it down. And a few of the stories I read about this, the couple, it, 
it almost sounded just like a teenage couple mm-hmm. that was or early 20s that were just kind of sneaking out. Out on like Lover's Lane. Yeah, that's what, what, what it kind of sounded like. But then I've read a couple other stories that said that actually Judy was married and not to Randy. Oh, no. So, yeah, there's a little bit of confliction. But either way, they're in a situation they don't want to be. What you're doing. They didn't want to be telling people about. Um, and so is this the first? Uh, this is both the first. Yeah, this is the first major one in the string of sightings. Okay. So we got Randy and Judy. It's midnight, June 25th, 1973, out at Riverside Park. Then suddenly, while they're in the back seat, parking, they heard a mysterious sound. Now, this sound is described as an amplified eagle shriek. Now, I don't know necessarily what that means. I don't know if it's like... Because you know how when you amplify a sound, it gets deeper sometimes depending right? yeah it depends on what you amplify and the pitch yeah so i kind of picture like a i feel like it deepens the sound so like a deep squawk right but then they could just be saying a very loud eagle shriek but an eagle shriek's pretty loud anyway yeah that's why i feel like the amplified means it was deeper rings out across valleys which makes sense for what the creature i'm about to describe so after they hear the shriek randy looks out the window and Randy sees a, a roughly seven to eight foot humanoid creature. It had tons of white or light colored fur covered with mud with a terrible stench. All I, all I can imagine is wet dog. Yeah, like a person that's... <laughs> Super a, dirty wet dog. Yep. <laughs> that sounds gross. Yeah. So he smelled horrible, covered in fur. So obviously the couple freaked out. Mm-hmm. Um randy throws it in reverse starts to back up for some reason he decides to stop look back and sees the creature still still chilling there by the riverbank and then he, so he's not like coming at him or anything they can't he came at the car but he didn't he didn't pursue them after that okay um they decided then to book it to the police station and this is kind of why people lend some credibility to the story which i think has more credibility if judy actually was a married woman and Randy was not her, her man rather than just two teenagers mm-hmm. uh, because the argument is they didn't want to get caught fooling around. So, yeah. But going and filing a report at the police station, you got to put your name on paper saying yeah. you were out fooling around. Yeah. So why well, would you, you both got to leave a, state, or like a statement, right? Point exactly. Statement. Yeah. So why would you do that unless you really you, – you wouldn't do this if you were just making a hoax. Well, yeah, definitely. So that's – the argument so randy and judy they get there they file a they file an unknown creature report those exist unfortunately they do <laughs> okay i want to go through a pile of those and just make a podcast on that right so they're there they make this and of course we know police have to follow up any lead um no matter what it is just to make sure that everything's safe so officer jimmy nash goes back that same night and while he was there looking around he heard he was uh he actually found footprints in the area that they were talking about now these footprints no J- jordan's holding his hands up about two feet apart gigantic no gigantic. actually that's it was estimated at 10 to 12 inches long which isn't that long like there's a reason in america we call it a foot yeah because your the average like foot is about 12 inches like i'm looking at mine right now yeah and it's probably about 11 inches <laughs> Give a you know but the weird part is it's three inch the footprint was three inches wide wait 
You said 10 or 11 inches long and three inches wide? And three inches wide and was sunk three to four inches deep into the ground. But still looked like a normal kind of foot? Yeah, like a humanoid foot. Yeah. So as he's looking at this foot, he's seeing this strange kind of oozy mud. It's sometimes uh, it, when they're tracking this thing down, they, they call it kind of black sludgy slime. Uh, he's looking at all this, and that's when he hears the same shriek that Randy and Judy heard. Okay. So then Jimmy, like, in it, and he's like, this is like no sound I've ever heard. He's like, this was no owl. This was no bobcat. And I've lived around both of those things, and both will make you jump, even if you know what they are, mm-hmm. even though they're not really anything that's going to harm you. But he's like, look, this was not an owl. This was not a bobcat. This was a screech of something I've never heard before. And it So it's like bird-like, though. Is that what people are kind of getting at? Kind of, but I feel like it's a deeper sound than that. Kind of guttural? Because I can't imagine a humanoid thing. With like a beak or something? No, it's never described with a beak. Okay. It's, it's always kind of a, a, a almost ape-like mix of ape and human face. You know, mm-hmm. kind of your st- your standard Bigfoot description. Humanoid kind of thing. But people liken it more to the Yeti because of the white fur. I think it's a little bit of a stretch just going off the fur. Yeah. But... You know, think Yeti Bigfoot. Okay. With so like with like weird bird feet. No. With like three, well, three inch, three inch wide. Well, tiny feet, yeah, but it's not like three pronged bird feet. But if it's that long and it's this wide, I mean, like that's that's kind of. Yeah, but it's got like. I'm trying to give it, a, I'm trying to do a visual here. <laughs> but it's got, but it's got like normal toes, uh, like normal humanoid toes. That's so weird. Yeah. I want to see a picture of it. Now. Very strange. So he. He's examining this. He gets startled by this noise. Mm-hmm. It startles him so much, he pulls his gun and, okay. and, and drops it in the mud. Of course he does. And <laughs> poor Jimmy. When I, when I was reading through these, I just could not help but picture Barney Fife from uh, the Andy Griffith Show. And I'm reaching way above my generational belt here, so if you don't understand that. I was going to say I'm out. Well, you know, but you know who Don Knotts is, right? But you know who Don Knotts is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's Marty Five. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can just imagine the trembling. Yeah. Like he's seizing out as he's pulling his gun out. But that's just what I picture, and it's just really funny to me personally. <laughs> so if you like the Andy Griffith Show, please contact us at the Creepy Campfire Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> so, <laughs> getting, getting better at that speed talking. So he fumbled his gun. So he fumbled his gun. in the mud. And then he books it out of there. Comes back with two other officers, uh, same night, like a couple hours later. So. Real quick, he's saying that he never actually saw it, though? He only heard it? Only heard it. Okay. But it spooked him enough where he's like, I think this couple was telling the truth. I'm trying to keep my encounter straight here. No, you're good. So just quick recap. We're getting close to midnight. We got a couple parking. They they find it. They see it visually, hear it, freak out, go to the police station. Mm-hmm. Jimmy comes out. He sees some signs, some prints, some sludge. Then he hears it, and he's like, oh, no, they weren't playing. So he leaves, comes back with backup. Okay. And he comes back with uh, two other officers, and they heard the creature again. And then they spotted it running away near the river, and they heard it kind of splashing through the shallow water, and they tracked it uh, for a couple hours, uh, like just with the splashing water, try, just trying to trying to find it. But mm-hmm. eventually it got away from them. So then they go back, call it night. So this thing must be kind of fast, too. I mean, if it's tall enough... You'd assume maybe the mm-hmm. long legs, hopefully. Well, you know, it, I mean, this gets called a hoax quite a bit, uh, partially because of the height, because a lot of people describe it as about seven feet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you know, you have a good enough costume, you can, be seven, you can look seven feet tall. Mm-hmm. But 
And there are seven foot tall people. Yeah, and Bigfoot, Big Feet, Bigfoot, I think is the actual the pearl. Big Feet. <laughs> is, uh, it's, it's usually described a little bit taller, I think, mm-hmm. like eight, nine feet, sometimes ten feet. Yeah. It makes more sense to me, though, even though a lot of Bigfoot descriptions talk about a nine. Like, it's cooler to think about, like, a 12-foot tall Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. But what I've seen, you know, because we have gigant- gigantism where people are legitimately, like, yeah you know nine feet tall mm-hmm. and and like big to boot and they only make it like with top medical care for not that long like at 40s under the giant yeah was only well he drank like a fish too so that didn't help but, but even other people with gigantism like it's not a long life expectancy because it's really hard uh for at least the way that the human body is designed to support that large of a frame mm-hmm your organs have a harder time keeping up. Your heart has to pump your blood farther. Uh, your bone structure is usually not strong enough to keep up with it for that long. Uh, there's, so there's there's different problems like that. So it makes more sense to me if there is a Bigfoot, if there is a Yeti, something along those lines, that it is about seven feet tall. Yeah. You know? More realistically. Right. And I know you have other animals that do, other mammals that can reach big heights. I mean, I've like giraffe, elephants, things like that. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking a humanoid frame, like we're the tallest, and I'm even lumping in like in gorillas, or the, mm-hmm. like probably the next tallest. But their frame's even a little bit different than ours. I mean, they have the longer arms, they move mostly with their their front arms and less with their back legs. I was gonna say if they stood up straight, I think that they would be like like on par. Yeah, like five feet, I think mm-hmm. four four to five. Yeah, uh, that's total get total estimate. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it ranges. <laughs> We're not biologists, but I've seen a lot of the History Channel, uh, yeah, <laughs> which is not biology either. So Discovery Channel, Discovery, <laughs> yeah, that one, yeah. Um, actually, no, I watched a lot of Animal Planet before Animal Planet went to nothing but like dog rescue and training shows. You remember that one that was just like a funny? It was like funny animal videos. I can't remember what it was. There was oh yeah, it was like America's Funniest Videos, but with animals. But with animals, just yeah. purely animals. I can't remember what it was called though. No, my favorite was the. Oh, it was man. a. It was a top ten show before like top ten lists were really a thing. Yeah, and it would always be like top ten animals that can jump the farthest, and it would always be like them in comparison to us, and you're like, man, we really suck athletically. <laughs> or like the top ten most dangerous animals, or something like that, or they've done them on like insects and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was my jam when I was a kid. It was that in Rocket Power. Anyway. Rocket Power. <laughs> Love that show. Classic. So it makes sense to me, if there is a Bigfoot creature, that it would be the seven foot tall that they're describing here. Mm-hmm. And this could be a distant cousin. Yeti-ish. You know, or maybe maybe it's an albino. Because as we're going to see, there's other traits of that. Mm. So that's the first first night encounter. Okay. The very next night, we had a young four-year-old boy came running inside to his mom and dad. I was like, Mom, Dad, and he was outside. He was trying to. He was. He was trying to collect lightning bugs. Yeah. And yes, I said lightning bugs. Look, people, they are not fireflies. I'm tired of hearing fireflies. They are lightning bugs. I like calling them fireflies. <laughs> they are lightning bugs, and and I get it. They flicker like light. No, they strike like lightning. Like it's there and it's gone. It's quick. You ever call lightning bugs? <laughs> I have not. Exactly. I can't say that I have. So I will call them fireflies. <laughs> So this little boy's outside. He's catching catching lightning bugs, um, and he comes running inside to his parents. This is in like the same general area. Same general area. Okay. Uh, near the near near this uh, excuse me the uh, this Riverside Park area. Okay. So he comes inside and tells his parents that he sees a big white ghost at the edge of the yard, 
And of course, like he's four. Yeah. He's a boy outside playing. They just kind of write it off. Mm-hmm. Well, ten minutes later, they're at their neighbor's house. Uh, there was a boy there named by young man, excuse me, a young man there named Randy Creeth. He was 17 and the son of a state trooper. Okay. And he also saw the creature. Lucky them. And he decided, like, he had a detailed drawing of the thing. And their description of it was very similar to Randy and Judy. Uh, the only uh, additional thing, additional things that he, they said was about 350 pounds, which for that height, you know, sounds pretty comparable. Yeah. Oh, hey, DJ. He's a little playful. He's okay. So they said it was about 350 pounds. So, you know, you get a weight thing thrown in there. And that sounds about right for the height. Uh, and But they also said that it had glowing pink eyes. And they kind were along that albino line. Exactly. So that kind of adds. As far adds, as I know. As far as a it, typical. Yeah. Like the white snakes and stuff like that. Right. Guys. So there, we have that little addition to it. And they swore up and down like, no, it was a glowing pink. It was not uh, a reflectiveness. Mm-hmm. Not an eye shine. Hmm. coming back so we had that report from randy he's the son of a trooper knows better than anybody probably shouldn't be lying about things like that mm-hmm. because all like they started that commotion up next door yeah that's when the parents of the four-year-old boy was like oh maybe our son actually did something yeah or did see something so that's when they came forward too so so that's th- true that son of a trooper didn't didn't you said he saw him but he didn't go after him no he didn't go after him but uh he he I'm not sure how the reporting actually happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he like just called his dad or what have you, uh, but he re- did report it. Some kind of confirmation. Yeah, and then when uh, he reported it, so the young boy saw it before him, mm-hmm. but he reported it before the the parents of the young boy did. Oh, okay. Because the parents had just written the child off, but yeah. once they heard this, they were like, oh, maybe there was something to that. Mm-hmm. So then they both came forward. Now we've got three sightings and two nights. And two nights, yeah. Actually, technically, if you want to count the, the police sightings, We've got five. All of the uh, different cops. Yeah. Yeah. In two nights. At least five witnesses. So after all of this, the the police chief um, had had enough, and they had decided to have a search of the area. So we have Ronald Manwarning, who's an officer. Um, I'm not sure if Ronald was the police chief at this time Mm -hmm. or if he was police chief shortly after, Uh, but, but Officer Manwaring was a police chief at some point okay um so you know he's pretty respected yeah so we've got uh officer officer ron man warning man warning not man warning man warning um he goes out and we have definitely jimmy nash and then we have another man uh by the name of jerry nellis and jerry nellis was a uh trainer for german shepherds and he would often assist the police force uh with uh, search and rescue um, mm-hmm. if they needed an attack dog for any kind of situation yeah uh, he would they would call Jerry and he would bring his train train dogs in because I'm assuming that's probably gonna want like they're gonna incorporate that into the searching exactly okay. Okay. so we have these three people for sure mm-hmm. and I've got varying reports of some people say it's just these three guys and the dog that go out and sometimes they say that there was a manhunt as much as as many as 14 people. Okay. Or 14 officers, excuse me. Not just random people, 14 officers. Mm-hmm. But we know for sure at least these three three gentlemen went out. So Jerry Nell call, is, is called in, um, and he's leading with uh, the tracking dog. And they, they catch the tre- creature's trail because um, they do find a trail behind behind Randy's house. 
Which the, was the four-year-old kid? No, no, no. That's the... Uh, or the son of the trooper. Son of the trooper. Okay. So in the area that he reported the sighting, they do find a trail there. So you've got broken uh, broken branches, brush stomped down, things like that. So something was there. Similar footprints. Whether, whether it was someone in a costume or not, there was something there. <clears throat> they follow this trail. they got the dog leading the way with the scent. As they're going, they keep finding this weird black slimy sludge stuff. Mm-hmm. They're going along, and then um, they reach a point where the thicket or the brush becomes too thick, so they can't proceed directly that way. So they kind of start sk- uh, skirting around the woods. Uh, the dog's still following the scent. They're still going through there with flashlights, trying to spot anything they can. Yeah. Um, and finally, they make it around around that that thicket, and they come to a barn. And the dog leads them right to the barn, right to the entrance, but stops and refuses to go in. And we've got a dog that is trained to do police activity, to go in and attack criminals with, with weapons that would not normally have any kind of fear, usually like it trained out of it. Well, I'm wondering if that training is, I mean, I'm sure it's changed. I'm not sure. And we do, I mean, he is an outside contractor, so it's not, mm-hmm. and I don't know the ins and outs of that. And I probably should contact my brother because he's, uh, he as as part of the canine force down in uh, Florida. For, um, for like police, right? For mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's. Uh, I I don't know the exact department, and I probably shouldn't say anyway, just for his protection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he is. He, he he has a police dog himself. Um, so I don't know the differences in what it is now. I do know there's a lot of things that are the same. I do know that they, the most highly coveted or mm, highly respected ones are typically still trained like in the German language. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I mean, I think that has to do with who's training them. I mean, German shepherds, it makes more the most sense that the German people would have that kind of down. Yeah. I think, I think it works with dachshunds, too, which I, mm-hmm. I believe that's another German breed, technically. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, but there's only, like, a couple of different breeds that they use specifically for... For police work, yeah. For police work. And Mostly... Tend, I feel like they tend to be maybe not specifically German breed, but they they usually incorporate those kind of commands, right? Mm-hmm. Oust yeah. and whatever. Oust. Yeah, Stop, and, like, plots and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is sit or something like that. All I know is Alice. I don't know. I just remember from straight out of Compton when Shug Knight was had his dogs. <laughs> anyway, so these men are led to this barn. Mm-hmm. Dog is spooked. Dog won't go in, and this is a dog that will go up and bite it, bite a criminal in the crotch. Yeah. Eventually, these three guys they 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 wander their way in there, and they find nothing in the barn. And it's like we've dragged our butts through the woods through all this weird black slime stuff had a trained trained dog lead us right here for there to not be anything here Mm -hmm. so then the trail goes cold for a little while gotta love that just for a little while a couple weeks later we have our last major sighting of the murfreesboro mud monster so this was all within 1925 no 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 1973 oh 1973 it was something it was June 25th. June 25th. Mixing up my dates here. <laughs> it's all good. I said them wrong like 30 times. Okay. So <laughs> it's not at? your fault. <laughs> 1973. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. I was like, wait, 1925? That's why I said the century thing. Which I like, I like because it. it's one of our more modern cases. 73, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, you know, which I think lends a little more credibility to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You don't hear, you hear a lot of UFO cases around this time. I have to say, everything that has been discussed up until now makes more sense. <laughs> now it's 17, 1973. I'm caught up. All right. We're good. 
So now, we're a couple weeks later. Carnival arrives to town. Nice, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, now it's around July 4th. Okay. So everybody's getting ready. Have a good time. Uh, for those of you are uh, our international listeners, uh, we are in America. July 4th is the day we celebrate our Independence Day. Lots of fireworks. and Lots of fun. Lots of barbecues. Barbecues. Things like that. And I have to say that All because over. we are now officially in every inhabited continent. Oh, we are? Yeah. You and I? Yeah. Nice. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank thank you, Argentina. You were the last one that, that stamped that for us. Uh, they're on board. Yeah. Yay, Argentina. So. Thank you. Appreciate everybody listening. So we have, so Carvel's in town, all right? Mm-hmm. And now we're on uh, July 7th. Because, you know, Carvel doesn't just come in town for a day. you got to be there at least for a couple weeks. Yeah, it's usually there for a couple weeks. Right? Yeah, come on now. Kids got to ride the ponies, right? Yeah. Well. See the shows? About those ponies. <laughs> so it's about two two in the morning mm-hmm. you know we carnival's closed down uh the ponies are all tied up for the night trying to get some rest after kids been on them all day nothing good happens past 2 a.m no so the ponies start causing a fuss and starting to try to pull their reins try to get loose of where they got them tied up at mm-hmm. uh and the workers come out to see what the what the heck's going on and they see this the same description this humanoid but ape-like figure with matty light-colored or white fur just kind of peeking out of the bushes looking at the ponies very curiously like trying to figure out what they are curiously mm-hmm. and once the he kind of catches on that the workers are there um it kind of spooks him and he backs off and they're like oh that was really weird maybe we just saw a bear or something and they go back a couple minutes later they start hearing the noise again and he's back and he's just perplexed by these ponies and i just feel like there's so many good comics that could be made by this very confused like bigfoot yeti bigfoot thing, looking thing looking being like what are these what are these ponies why, why are they so small and they were i mean and that's the last reporting he vanishes after that and you never hear from him again so it's within like what a, not even a month span yeah. That all of the sightings of the mm-hmm. all of them, all mud, of the, mud Burrow? Murphy's Burrow. Murphy's Burrow. That's the town. Mud, mud Monster. Monster. Yeah. Murphy's Burrow. Yeah. So, and that that's like a yeah within a couple weeks span. That's the major sightings. There are a few small ones here and there, and I've got a little bit of a reference to one in a minute. But okay. those are the major ones. That's where people they saw this thing. Heard it with their own ears, made a huge impact, and they reported it to the police. Like, these have all been reported to the police. Mm-hmm. And like I said, these stories were big enough where, and usually you find where the local local press will maybe print a little blurb about it in the paper just to have something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the New York Times picked this up. So you said the South and the New York Times, right? The Southern. Yeah. Southern? The Southern, which is, yeah, it's a, it, which is an Illinois newspaper. Okay. Um, and the New York Times. So. Cool. So this thing had to be making some kind of noise for them to pick it up. Did you look at the New York Times article at all? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I pulled some of this from. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cross-referenced uh, both pa- both papers uh, to, to pull majority of this information. And we'll post the links, of course, maybe, okay. eventually. I, got, I still have some catching up to do. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think we'll, I don't think we ever won't have some catching up to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are the major sightings. What do you think? Uh, now... I'm getting ready to read some quotes from uh, from Ronald, the police chief, Ronald Maywaring, okay. about what he felt about the whole incident. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, I just want to take a pause and see what you're thinking about all of this. Well, I mean, it's 
seems Bigfoot-ish in the same vein as Bigfoot. At least, you know. Big, big creature. White fur is different. Pink, eye, pink glowing eyes is definitely different. Some pretty strange tracks, because Bigfoot, everybody talks about having, like, huge feet. Mm-hmm. So, obviously a little bit different if it's really slim, but really long, too. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking different different creature than Bigfoot, but maybe... Yeah. Maybe not even related, but... I don't know. I feel like it's... Similar. This, to me, almost sounds like the most... And don't worry, people. This is this is not our Bigfoot. We will have a big Bigfoot episode down the road. But I don't even know if this is a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. It could be its own thing, like you're saying. But in that spectrum of cryptid yes dj you agree thanks for chiming in so i think this is the most believable at least ratio wise the foot thing throws it off maybe a little bit Mm -hmm. with how skinny it is but the length makes sense i mean you have you you have big people with small hands and small feet all the time true you have small people with big feet and big hands all the time i feel like if it was like it would like teeter some way. I mean, maybe it has incredible balance. You don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, Acrobat- that's true. Acrobatic mud monster. Don't mess with them. Really low center of gravity. <laughs> you know. Uh, did you happen to come across any like um, depictions or like drawings of it? It sounds like it's not super dangerous by any means. Like big enough to potentially cause damage, but like Bigfoot, somewhat just kind of uh, elusive. Yeah, just something that's kind of elusive. Probably more afraid of us than we are of it. Kind of deal yeah so yeah that's it's it's interesting and i think the pink eyes i think it goes along the lines of maybe like this thing being albino mm-hmm. you know not just a yeti creature um but then again i don't know if maybe yeti are reported having red or pink eyes i was gonna say i'm not i'm not sure what like if that would make a huge difference as far as like origin or I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool, you know, tidbit or fact about mm-hmm. it. But I mean, if they came from like the same place or have a similar origin story, I'm just, I what? guess that would make sense for one to be. And you get a lot of stories of this kind of stuff, these kind of creatures, um, around the river, mm-hmm. around a river. Typically, it's uh, like the Ohio, Kentucky River, uh, that Ohio River Valley, and like you, you have creatures like the Loveland Frogmen. Um, and several others that are escaping me at the moment. And it makes sense to me that you see them a lot by the river because mm-hmm. life in general tends to be mostly by the river because everything needs water. Mm-hmm. And because everything else is going there for water, you're getting food source too. And so and the condition of this makes a lot of sense because, I mean, Bigfoot in general, they have a reputation of being really smelly. Okay. It's At least that's what I've heard. Um, a lot of accounts have them as just smelling like a dead animal. But this guy, I mean, it's it's got some kind of sludge, oozy, oozy crap all over. That's what I'm wondering. Is it supposed to be that it's like, well, is it, it just covered in mud, or is it like, is it protruding from the thing itself, from it? The I mean, that being? would be cool. I'm, I'm, I'm that's totally movie worthy. That would really suck if it was, at the same time, extremely hairy though, because that's just oh, yeah. that's just a bad bad combo. Yeah, you have some animals that like they ex- they excrete oils and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, don't otters do that? So that you way they, they stay have, dry. Yeah, and that's how I mean. I know they some have kind like, of oil on their fur. Yeah, so like that is in nature, but I think I think this one's just more mud. Yeah, and gross stuff because it's wading through the river all the time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like I said, we do have things like the otter that 
does have kind of has their own uh, that oiliness come through. Yeah, kind of like its own defense. Mechanism. And it could be that mixing with the mud, for all I know. True. How do you, how do you, how are you feeling about the monster so far? About the sightings? About the witnesses? I well, I guess like I mean in, in the same like again in comparison to Bigfoot, I've never really been a avid Bigfoot believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked <laughs> what was that one movie that they did about Strange Wilderness? I think with Steve Zahn, where mm-hmm. they find Bigfoot, and that, oh my god, I know it's been portrayed a couple of times, but that was, that was so funny. Mm-hmm. I think that people see what they want to see sometimes, as far as that goes. I that you have, I mean, there's there's eyewitness accounts for both for both cases, though. So that's the only problem. Because if it, if I gotta believe it for one, then I'm gonna believe it for the other. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I don't know. This guy might make me a believer in Bigfoot. Really. But, Mud, mud, hey, mud monster. Somebody else. Um, I don't know. That's also crazy that it's that, but you know, within again, not even a month that the most substantial sightings of this thing were taking place, and then mm-hmm. just gone for ever. Yeah. Or, well, and it's been called a hoax partly because of that. Um, because the sightings were just in that amount of time, and mm-hmm. and again, that, like that's just the major ones. There's many minor ones that's kind of dotted through. Yeah, I just didn't want to drag all of those up for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one one liners. Exactly. It's like, oh, I heard something, and then that's it. Yeah. So these these are the most substantial cases for it, and they happen in a close amount of time. So like it, this thing could have just been really curious, like tired of kind of waiting on the edge and mm-hmm. try to test the boundaries a little bit and was like nope uh, that's a bad idea i would say that's the one thing that makes it more well one of the things that makes it more believable for me though is that it's it within a general area mm-hmm. within two days mm-hmm. within people that potentially like not know each other but it's you know it's a small town i'm assuming it's a town and it's all <laughs> happening in one like in one place at one time and multiple people are seeing it that's kind of a it's kind of a good I, it makes it more concrete for me. Yeah. Well, and I also half the people reporting this are either officers or related officers. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty big. I mean, the sightings weren't reported by officers, but I have a hard time believing they would have had this manhunt, like, had they not taken it seriously. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, after all of this uh, went down, you know, of course, with the story being as big as it was for the New York Times to pick it up, you had people... Uh, putting like a price on this thing if someone could bring it back and you have people you know tracking through the woods just trying to find it with guns and everything well that's been done numerous times with Bigfoot too right uh, hasn't it been like rewards it, it has like, it has and, or like awards but this this is it's so localized mm-hmm. and like here like California Oregon this area is really big for Bigfoot's type stuff uh, deep deep south swampland like Louisiana and all that they have their own like I think they call it the swamp ape. Any place that's like super heavily wooded. Oh, swamp ape. Yeah. Is that, is that supposed to be something entirely different? Uh, it's supposed to be close. I think it just. It's kind of like this guy just smells worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but within the same, along the same. Yeah. Lines. So but you have like a couple areas like this, but they're they're large areas. Yeah. You don't have a one little ta- like one town area. Well, yeah, because I mean the Bigfoot thing, they like they they're spotted in so many states yeah. that it's just like well, how's and, this thing making it all over the country? Well, and that is just like people are fascinated with Bigfoot and they're trying to find it. Mm-hmm. Which don't get me wrong, like that's totally cool. If that's your jam, you go out there and you find Bigfoot and you be nice to him, but find Bigfoot. <laughs> but 
you have at this point this wasn't so much people going out to find them quite so much for glory as it was people scared for their town mm-hmm. because you have a seven foot monster quote unquote you know roaming around with a four year old seeing it you yeah. know that could just crush it so people were terrified going through the woods with guns because you know it's 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 a small town it's scaring horses you're you're in southern illinois like a lot more people hunt around that area mm-hmm. uh, so you have the equipment to go out and take this thing down should it should it become a problem and which is another reason to make it less likely for a hoax because you're really stupid if you're going to go run around while you have all these people with guns looking to shoot something well yeah i mean this thing may not know i'm assuming if it's non-responsive it's probably oh no i'm talking if this like is a hoax like that it's a reason oh, for it to... oh yeah you mean if somebody's out there in like a costume yeah like you you are really desperate for some attention you were if... asking for it <laughs> yeah okay cool Cool. So I'm glad uh, how on board you are with this. So it's probably the most important I have been. That's some pretty some pretty concrete uh, visuals and. Yeah. So before uh, I, I call this a wrap, I'm going to read some quotes from uh, the police chief Manwaring. It's like testimony. Yeah, and and he's been he's been talked to quite a bit about it because, you know, as time goes on, people people nowadays are a lot less shy about like how we are making a podcast with this mm-hmm. about how they feel about these types of things yeah they're much more openly interested so he's got interviewed more and more about it now let's let's see what he's he's had to say uh man Waring, he initially said that he thought it was a prank but says after so long nobody's came forward typically that's not how these kinds of things go mm-hmm. usually either someone waits long enough if they got away with it they wait long enough uh to where they wouldn't get in any kind of trouble for it and then they'd be like oh yeah that was me yeah they want to take the credit but or someone will find them out they'll find a suit in their backyard or something like that mm-hmm. uh, but that's not happened so for him that kind of lends a little bit of uh of validity to it that was like uh closer to when it actually happened uh yeah that's how his opinion was at that time mm-hmm. that initially he thought it was the hoax but the more time that went on the more he started kind of believing it yeah uh also when asked about it uh Police chief Man Waring said that uh, the files that were the files that were uh, the files that were filed about this <laughs> they're the most copied and most looked at reports in the history of the police department there. So like people comb through this and look at these files all the time. Yeah. Because I mean, how often do you have police reports about some strange mud monster treaching through? Hopefully, uh, not too often. You know, and with and with today's age, with how many people are fascinated with true crime, mm-hmm. not bashing true crime people like you podcasters that are doing it, like y- y'all found your niche. Let me tell you, but it for that to be the thing people look at the most from the police department, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And how true crime, man. That's what that's number one right now. I think as far as podcast goes. Interviewers asked uh, officer, or excuse me, uh, Chief Man Warring, after thirty-two years on the case. Um, is it still open? And he's like, yes, it's an unsolved case because I can't tell you what it was. He sounds like a real down-to-earth kind of guy. I'm surprised it's not like a – well, I mean, I'm sure it's probably like a cold case, but I'm surprised it's still active. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Police Chief Manwaring retired uh, – okay, he retired in 2002. Wow, that's yeah. a long stint. Yeah. 73 to – 2002? 2002. Wow. Um, so, he, so he retired in 2002 when they were interviewing him at this time. 
I'm sorry. He retired in 2002, and he was being interviewed at 2005 for this article with the Southern. And he, as he was recounting these, um, you know, he was telling them, you know, there's numerous sightings um, with people who were interviewed. And then he went on to tell the ones I just told you. What, um, so that, that the Southerner one wasn't until 2005? Yeah, 2005 was when this article was written. When was the uh, New York Times article posted? You know, Memento Por Favor. Oh, that one was uh, that one was in seventy three. I was in seventy three. That one was in wow. seventy three. Okay. Yeah. So I caught some uh, I caught some attention back then. Mm-hmm. Cool. So there's one more report that former police chief Ronald Manwaring said disturbed him the most. He said that he heard this report from a man who lived in the Westwood Hills area before it was developed into a neighborhood in the fifties. Okay. So Manwaring said that the man told him he was out working in his garden one evening when he spotted a creature that was similar to the later reports of the also named Big Muddy Monster. So this is a guy that says he saw it a long time ago? This is a guy that said before this place got developed, when I was out here just farming on my own, and it was just me and my crops, Hmm. he saw something that was just like it. So this thing is just uh, chilling in that area. Just chilling in that area. Hmm. And we're talking from the 50s? to 73 so it's not like um, it's not like nessie that's been around for thousands of years Mm -hmm. almost you've got 23 years that's doable Mm -hmm. even if we're talking about like how we were talking about gigantism and how people that have that um i don't want to call it illness uh what do you what would you call it um condition condition Yeah. yeah people that have the that condition don't have a long lifespan usually in 30s and 40s 30s might be a little short 40s and 50s maybe yeah it's short it's not andre was like actually late mid to late 40s yeah so that's well within that time frame Mm -hmm. if we're talking about a humanoid creature we're not talking about a person that has gigantism lifespan yeah we're just talking about a creature that is large and that what it takes to support that Mm -hmm. and then i've got one final quote from from uh chief man he said i never did see it but in my mind, I feel those people really did see something. I guess it just remains a mystery. Of course they saw something. <laughs> of course they saw something. I want to know what it was, though. I'm just glad no one said bear. No one said what? Bear. Bear, yeah. That, I'm just, that. It's a cop out. This ain't the North Pole. <laughs> it's not a polar bear. It ain't no polar it's not bear. not a muddy bear. No, ain't no muddy polar bear. An albino polar bear, though. That would be... Just It's just a regular polar bear with pink eyes. <laughs> okay, so that's all the uh, that's that's testimony that's... and concrete stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So after hearing police chief, I know I asked you how you felt earlier, and you were pretty on board. Yeah. It's everything from the police chief. What's your final thoughts on the monster? Well, even more so. That's kind of crazy that somebody who says it could have been along around for that long. If a guy in, in the who said he got there before the fifties and then came and presented it to the chief. Did he, did he say when he got that? Um, no, I didn't say when he told him. I'm curious. Still, I mean, it's, it borders on more believable for me mm-hmm. just because of the facts presented mm-hmm. and the timeline and the area and close close quarters. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's, there's potential. 
There's potential. I feel like I feel like I always end up. <laughs> there's potential. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's there's chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> this is one of more the more concrete ones I would say. Just just again purely because you know within two days, five different people potentially having eyewitness accounts mm-hmm. of the thing. That's that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... Maybe, maybe he's still in that barn somewhere out. In... <laughs> <laughs> he's just in the rafters, like yeah. uh, Jackie <laughs> Chan style. <laughs> Jackie Chan. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh man, I, I, I like this one. Um, I don't know. I feel like this would make a sweet comic. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. even a comic guy, or just just some sweet artwork. If anyone would like to make artwork, and if you like want us to show people your artwork, and you want to like draw up this this guy, we would love to show that. Do an artist submission of a that'd be, sketch of this. That'd be amazing. Uh, but I just think this guy would look look really cool you gotta find the one you said that the that the four-year-old kid had no not like, not the four-year-old the uh the 17 year old oh he had drawn a picture of him he had drawn a picture if of you him. could find that that'd be cool if we posted mm-hmm. it. definitely i gotta get that up there but yeah i just i, I really like this one because the yeti is my favorite cryptid mm-hmm. and this guy you know he's white like the yeti very similar very Tins. similar size i just want to know what it sounds like yeah because I feel bad because I feel like they did a pretty good job describing it. I still just can't imagine it. Because, you know... Well, you can go to Disneyland and you can hear a Yeti. (laughs) (laughs) But but it doesn't sound like an eagle. No. An amplified eagle. An amplified eagle. eagle At that. Is that just just an eagle with a microphone to its face? (laughs) I don't know. That's... But I like it. I I'm I'm along the same lines lines. I'm along the same lines as you. It seems pretty good to me. Like we have police running this thing around, and mm-hmm. it's not so much like the um, the Hopkinsville Goblin case, where they came out. And granted, they did come out. They took a look around and they did notate. Like yeah, we see bullet holes coming from inside the cabin, so mm-hmm. it's obvious they were shooting out at something. But no tracks or anything like that. I think in that case, no. Which to to their credit, everything I've read on them at the in the Hopkinsville case, they did search around the area, do do a pretty good search. It wasn't like they just. Well, those things are supposed to be a bit smaller, right? Oh yeah, because people try to say they were owls. Yeah. Look, owls and bears don't exist. <laughs> owls and bears don't exist. <laughs> They're a lie. I love owls. So, I like it. I think not only do I like it, but I think it's pretty plausible. Like you were saying with the recent sightings how, how close everything was mm-hmm. uh, but it, it seems very animalistic like it has animalistic behaviors but still that curiosity you would expect from a humanoid being like so it's trying to figure out what ponies are maybe just like potentially really underdeveloped maybe right like, if I, I mean as far as like age to this is comparison with like a regular human being and what it's what it's brought up with and taught within you know the formative mm-hmm. years well yeah because if you stick one of us out in the middle of the woods never give it parents never give it human parents mm-hmm. you know what would we turn out you know i'm sure they would say we were undeveloped and things like that oh yeah yeah even if you took us out there right now with everything we know i think they say like within like like i don't know how long but like a year or so you'll without that human contact it doesn't take long i think yeah. I'm, as far as i've heard it's cool you deprive a person of that i like it it didn't hurt nobody so that's cool mm-hmm. so that's, as long as you're not, as long as you're not hurting nobody i can get down with that mud monster can we give you a bath do you do you even yeah. want a bath 
I don't think he wants a bath. He ran away. He ran away. <laughs> I mean, he ran, well, towards the river, but not into it, so. Yeah. <laughs> then there's another thing. What if he lives under the river? What if that's why they can't find him? And then now we now we have like a aquatic humanoid Bigfoot thing. It's got gills hiding behind. And now we got a whole other level. <laughs> As you know, what what if there's like a whole underground city of these things? That's a stretch, but it's fun. Now we're going into comic book territory. It could be, uh, it could be part of the whole uh, monster was, universe. No, well, yeah, that too. But what was the secret underground thing at the? Denver Airport. <laughs> he stretches just, all the way along. He's taking the river tram to the Denver Airport. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. That's that's what all these things are doing. It's through pipes. You know, they they live under the Denver Airport, and they go out on vacation, and things get hairy, and they hop the tram back to the Denver Airport. That's what it is. <laughs> oh man, I want to make an us reference, but you haven't seen it. No, and I will not. Okay. Well, they're just then for everybody else that has, they're just they're just underground waiting for their time to return and plotting against us the entire time. I hope there ain't no plotting going on. You plotting on me, boy? Plotting. There's a major pain plotting. reference for you. How about that one? Major pain was amazing. <laughs> major pain would get this guy clean and and crew cut and and ready to serve America. Yeah, <laughs> ready to serve America and list him. He would also shave that dog that couldn't track him down. <laughs> So out of tangent, out of tangent land. Yeah, that's the Murfreesboro mud monster, the big muddy monster. Big so Jordan, that's me. What uh, what do you got coming up for us on your next episode? I was visiting my grandparents yesterday, and uh, my grandma tends she she has a little bit more. She has like some religious things that she likes to bring up and talk to me about from time to time but i told her that we do this podcast mm-hmm. about like the unexplained and myth and lore and stuff like that and she was telling me about uh some sort of creation theory that had to do with like potentially r- very advanced beings that were here before us that essentially made us the anunnaki that's probably what you're thinking of is the anunnaki because a lot of people, because yeah, I, I've, oh my god, I see. There's an Arikara too. There's a ton of them. Yeah, there, there's a few. I mean, I think reptilians might even get, like, they bring that up. But mm-hmm. I, I'm ninety percent sure that Anunnaki is what you're thinking about, um, and that'll be a fun discussion because that, like I said, they, like you were saying, not like I said, like you were saying, me taking all the credit here. How, uh, with religious things, it kind of mm-hmm. interweaves. Uh, I have some interesting opinions on that. I think that'll be fun. Yeah, so I think that'll be a fun one. I figured that'd just be a good one for the somewhat religious aspect of it. Yeah, play with some creative. But but theory. it's a it's a it's a big thing. Like people do talk about it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they talk about. I think, I think like we were, you know, I'm not I'm not that's your episode. I'm not hijacking it. <laughs> uh, we, we we will wait, and it won't be as big of a wait, you guys. And it might not specifically be on Anaki, so we're not gonna stamp that. But creation theory, we're gonna play with. Okay. Well, I'm not playing with it, but I'm gonna play with it. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So okay. So that's what you got coming. You got cooking for us up next. I think so yeah. And then eventually, we're gonna try to get some things together. I've got a few. I say a few. I have one interview coming up um, for the show, uh, and then a few other shows to kind of coordinate with. So we might have some more guest appearances. Yes. Uh, we just got to figure out 
kind of the logistics of how to make that happen. Okay. Uh, so that's some phone interviews or something along those lines. Yeah. So yeah, so we got that coming up. That's going to be be pretty exciting. Um, you want to tell them about the Patreon potential? You know, I do, but we don't have it up yet, so I feel bad. We're working towards a Patreon. You know what, guys? My goal. Actually, I'm going to have this episode out the same day that we record it, which never happens. Usually, it's like two or three days postponed. Are you going to sit and edit? I, you know, I might might go ahead and try to make Patreon happen as this episode comes out. Um, if that's the case, guys, there will be a link for it in the show notes if you're listening to us on iTunes. Um, if you are not listening to us on iTunes, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, actually, <laughs> I do know what to tell you. Um, our host site is Podbean. Shout out to Podbean. Uh, if you find us Creepy Campfire Podcast, um, you can you can just look that up on Google. Mm-hmm. If you don't have an Apple product, um, and you can you'll be able to join our Patreon there. If we have a Patreon up, so well once we have a Patreon, up, it will happen, true. It will have yeah, good point. Depending on when once it's up, uh, yeah. the goal is either when this episode comes out or shortly after. Uh, so like I said. If it does happen when I post this episode, there will be a link with it. If not, it will be the next episode. Uh, we are working on uh, what to give you guys with that. Because, um, you know, we we, gen- we really appreciate your generosity at all. Uh, but we, if you're going to take the time to give us money, we want to give you guys some services in return. Well, yeah, and we wanted to make sure that we had, like, enough material first. Like, we're, this is, what, thir- 14, no, thir- no. 14, 15 episodes? Or so. Uh, this is our 18th, and I'm but I'm counting our urban legends in with that. Okay, I think that's around a good time to. Y- yeah, start so, thinking about it. Yeah, so we're you know we we've got our foots and we got our foots. We Listen to foot. me. You can tell I've been talking about Bigfoot. We have our <laughs> we have our feet in the ground now. Uh, we're growing internationally. We're growing nationally. Look, if you know anybody, speaking of that, from West Virginia or Vermont. You tell them about this podcast because they're the only two states, two states. holding out on us. And especially West Virginia, with everything that goes down there, the fact that they're not listening blows my mind. But we appreciate everybody listening, so let's come together as one nation. <laughs> with, Spread the word. With Creepy Campfire Podcast. Yes. Let's talk to them a little bit uh, about what they'll get from us with Patreon. And to start, if they have any suggestions or like anything that they that you guys, if you guys have anything that you want in particular from us. Let us know. Oh, yeah, that's an amazing point because even though, like, we're going to tell you right now what we're going to give you guys, that's not set in stone uh, mm-hmm. because if you guys are paying us money for this service, uh, we want to give you what you want, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, this is entertainment. You know, we do have a little bit of artistic play with it, but we want to give you guys the things you want, especially if you're going to take – we appreciate you just taking time to listen to us. Definitely. But if you're going to go the next step and support us financially, we want to give you guys the entertainment that's going to get Heroes. you through the day. I'm not sure totally on the levels yet. I know there's there's a few levels of pay. Um, we haven't quite decided which ones to pick. So, mm-hmm. um, so we're just going to talk – instead of being like $1, $3, $5, we're just going to say first level, which is the lowest amount of money, second level, mid, third, high. So – we're thinking probably at the first level of payment, um, which I just said we won't talk about it, but which will probably be a dollar, something simple, yeah. um, something easy for everyone to give. Uh, we're we're going to keep that simple as well and probably just give you uh, a shout-out on the show. Mm-hmm. And if you have any uh, – uh, at least, at least a mention, a shout out, yeah, for okay. sure. So yeah, so at the first first level of uh, of Patreon given to the show, uh, you'll get a shout out on the show by 
oh, I think we should do it by whatever name of choosing. I think that would make it a little more fun for people. Mm-hmm. So it could be your real name, but if you have another name you want to give us to say on the show, uh, send that on over. Speaking of that, Jordan, where can they reach us? Creepy Campfire Podcast at gmail.com. That's right. Can't say that enough. If you have anything you want to tell us, any story, just want to say hi, Creepy Campfire Podcast at gmail.com. We will make time for you. Me and Jordan are always checking that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just send us an email. We really appreciate it. Definitely. First tier Patreon, you'll get a shout out on the show. And we will do that at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. Some shows chose to choose to do that at the end of the episode. That's fine. That's what works for them. But if you guys are going to give us money, like, sorry, you're getting priority. You're getting a shout out at the beginning of the show. Yeah, I like, as far as like the podcast that I listen to that do that, I like the when they like do that in the beginning and then they kind of get into it. Yeah. You know, it's like out of the way. Now, iTunes people. Um, leaving reviews and things like that, you're still going to get a shout-out on the show. Um, that's just going to be at the end of the episode. But if you're paying us money, you deserve to get that at the beginning. And, again, this is not, like, set in stone, so we're going to try to think of, like, other fun things to Yeah, this is just starting just, just starting out. And we're not trying to be like every other podcast exactly. you know, as far as, like, what they offer. So, And second tier uh, is when you're going to start getting bonus episodes. Um, we'll probably we'll probably keep it simple with just three tiers. We'll probably do shout out for the first tier, second tier you'll get a shout out plus you'll get uh, probably one bonus episode from us, um, and then third tier whatever dollar amount that ends up being, um, same as the previous two you'll get a shout out, uh, bonus episode, and then you'll probably get another bonus uh, episode on top mm-hmm. of that. Um, don't at least at the beginning, they probably won't be full length episodes. Yeah, uh, just because. We got in regular jobs, um, so that's just hard. Yep. And I'm planning a wedding, and you're we're just busy. Life happens. We're busy. Yeah. So until but this is our first step toward having this supplement us, it'd be amazing if this could be full time. I'm not having that expectation. I just want to do this because it's fun. Yeah. And it seems like other people are having fun with us, and that makes me really happy. Again, the reason that we are coming back to this every week is the uh, crazy amount of support i mean i mean even mm-hmm. just even just the couple of numbers you know as they've just casually grown over time like it started off with you know we were in a couple of states and then we were mm-hmm. in a couple more states and then we were in a lot of states and then we were in a couple of different countries and it's just that's insane to yeah that's insane that's so cool thank you everybody absolutely thank you so much so quick recap patreon coming now or soon mm-hmm. we want to work on some merch eventually definitely merch um, or mug or something we're we're looking at uh at where who we want to go with to supply our merch we don't want to give you guys garbage merch yeah we gotta get we gotta get some of our own first i can't wait to have a hat oh, with that man skull and crossbones i just, I just want a hat and a mug <laughs> and a mug that's it like if i'm here with my hat drinking out of my creepy campfire mug as we do the show i'll feel like a news anchor and that will be worth it yeah recap on patreon First tier, you'll get a shout-out. Second tier, shout-out, plus bonus a bonus episode. Um, third tier, you'll probably get two bonus episodes for that. Mm-hmm. And like Jordan was saying, that's tentative. It's open to change. If you guys have any suggestions, let us know. Absolutely. We cannot stress that enough. Uh, let us know at creepycampfirepodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you guys are listening to us on an Apple product, uh, if you could, just please take a moment, leave us a rating review, that's really what helps other people see our show and iTunes is the that algorithm. If if you're looking at us on an Apple Podcast app, uh, 
It's rating reviews. That's how people see us. Doesn't matter. We can do millions and millions of downloads. It's those ratings and reviews that show people our show. Uh, so if you want to spread the word and let other people know that, you, hey, you know, Creepy Campfire, it's, it's where it's at. It's a good way to come get, on, West Virginia. Yeah, come on, West Virginia. Uh, just take a moment, leave us that review. We really appreciate you guys, and we have kept you here long enough. So until next time, stay, stay toasty. toasty.